Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, radio check. Now, radio check for order. This is Bradley J on Air Control. We're listening at dawn. And our radios are tuned to 10.30. In our cars, it's locked on WBZ. Affirmative, I read you. What are you talking about? This conversation can serve purpose. It's that time again. Well, first, it's a couple of times. It's time for Jay Talk, and we're live midnight to five. It's also that time for Car Talking with Craig Fitzy Fitzgerald. And we're glad to have you back. Looking hey, great. Thanks, Bradley. You're on, your, you're on your fitness program. I am still on it. You can do 12 push up, pull-ups. I can. You're yes. the only person that I know that and can I'm, even do one. I'm doing them weighted now. Oh, come on! I do. I do. Make I got to. Bad. I got to fifteen or thirteen, and I said, "Well, maybe I should put some weight on it." And uh, so I, I have a belt that I can hang a weight off of, hang twenty-five pounds off of it, and I can do eight this week. Hopefully, Does it strain and pull other stuff like you no break something. You no know, hernia. No, you got to be careful of your elbows and wrists and stuff. But I, I seem to have no problem there. And do you hold your hands like forward or forward. So palms out. Yeah, that's that's like the official. Yeah, that, and that's like uh, it. It sort of works on your on your upper back. Can anybody Shoulders do it? Sure, you can. Mm. Absolutely. You have to lose weight first. No, you can do it. You can do it. You do, actually, it's there's some technique to it. So like that that was my problem in the beginning. I couldn't do one, and it was it was I sort of developed the technique a little bit and could get a couple out. And then you start getting stronger. So. Wow. So maybe Dave in San Francisco, that's something for him to do. Dave's a, a guy. He's an older guy. had a stroke. Can oh, people yeah. with strokes do it? Uh, Probably. Got to yeah, check with, with your doctor, Dave. Check with your doctor. Check with your doctor. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe Skippy in uh, South Boston can do it to take a little vinegar out of him. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a little too much vinegar. Okay. So with a lot to talk about, the sad news that Lee Iacocca has moved on. Yeah. Yeah, just today. Uh, 94 years old. And... Uh, you know, he's a controversial guy at, at, you know, at several points in his career, but he was the guy that, you know, worked for Ford Motor Company from 1946, uh, where, when uh, John McNamara was there. And he was basically, you know, Ford's head sales guy and had, had convinced uh, uh, the people at Ford that they needed a sporty car. And, and uh, that's kind of where the Mustang came about. Um, he didn't design it, but he he sort of okayed the 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 design work and uh, you know commanded that car through and and did really well with it. And then also did the same thing for the Mustang II while he was still at Ford, which is a controversial car, but I maintain it was still one of the one of the best selling cars of its era. Was it? Yeah, absolutely. And today, absolutely. as we look in the rearview mirror, they're cool again. 
I think so. I think they're starting to become cool again. What do they have for an engine? They 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 went anywhere from a the same four cylinder that was in the Pinto because they were Pinto based, just like the Mustang was Falcon based. The Mustang two was Pinto based, uh, and you could get it with a four cylinder out of the Pinto. The um, I forget what they called that uh, that four cylinder engine. You, it had a straight six. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Could get a V six. And then also you could get it with a small V8 uh, in the Cobra version of that car, which was I thought was a great-looking car. had big fender flares. It was very 1970s sticker graphic package. I thought it looked hot. You could get one like a, like a white one with blue stripes, or you could get a black one with like orange and yellow stripes. It was really cool looking. Mustang too. All right, yep. continue with your yeah. And then oh, so uh, so uh, Lee Iacocca left Ford Motor Company and went to work for Chrysler when it was in its uh, one of its many uh, down downward uh, turns and and resurrected that company with the help of the U.S. government, uh, which was controversial at the time. He got a loan from from the federal government uh, thanks to uh, President Reagan. And uh, they resurrected that company, and he was the guy that ushered in the K car, which really saved that company, and was really the first small uh, American car that was that was dramatically successful, and one of the first small front wheel drive cars in the United States to be successful it was was the first small uh, small front wheel drive car. Okay, which which you know, so you had. You had a K car, you had the Horizon, you had, and then what came from that was the minivan, uh, which was originally designed uh, as a Ford product, never made uh, production at Ford, and then finally made production at uh, at the Chrysler Corporation. I'm trying to like the Mustang, too. I'm looking at it, trying to look at it with fresh eyes, Yep, fresh Craig eyes. Depends on what some of the stuff they did to it. I think the proportions of that car were very much like the proportions of the car from the 60s. It didn't look, you know, it didn't look like the 60s car. That was not the point. It wasn't designed to be retro. There was no such thing as retro in 1974 when that came car came out, 75. What was the point of changing the frame? Uh, they had no choice. I mean, they, the, the, the Mustang had, had succumbed to the kind of bloat that a lot of the cars from the, from the 60s had. It, gotten, it had gotten big and fat and heavy and kind of slow. And the fuel crisis had had made that car redundant. Uh, so, unlike the Camaro, which always stayed, you know, this w- with its pony car roots, they went and and built the Mustang II, much lighter, much smaller, uh, very much a compact sports car. Um, uh, unlike the Camaro, which stayed a kind of full frame heavy car uh, all through its production. One beef I have had with a lot of Mustangs, and I was a Mustang person. The the opposite of stink, stink bug stance, it had a squashy butt stance. It always that was sagged low. a little bit. Yeah, that was even a, that, the new ones. Yep, that car was low, and um, uh, it was it was it felt like a European car. So Iacocca had spent a lot of time at Ford Europe, and and had sort of. Uh, uh, been influenced, I think, a lot by that, and I think that's one of the reasons that that car looked the way it did was because it was it was an American car, very American car, but very influenced by uh, European um, automotive production, if not design. You know, I know this is getting off the Lee Iacocca thing. No, you get up to the Mustang 1988, 
Different body style. How do yep. you feel about that? That's the Fox body Mustang, which, which uh, that was so 82. That was when that, oh no, I'm sorry, 79. So the Mustang II was a very short period of time, uh, 1974 to 1978. And then the Fox body Mustang came along, which was... Again, small. Did that light. last ten years? Because oh, that lasted a long, long time. It lasted longer than that. It went into '93. Really? How do yeah. you feel about that? I love that car. I re I, I did at the time because uh, I was in high school when when that car really hit its stride, and some of the some of the guys that I went to high school with had them, and they had the four cylinder versions. They had six cylinder versions. Nobody had a V8 at that time till like I had gotten out of high school because they were expensive, but they really reignited uh automotive performance from from an american car company they went fast i had a friend who took out the back seat put an aluminum floor you know he did yep. it all up it had a five point harness yep. and what else line locks maybe yeah they were they were and he let me drive it at the track they they were like like a, a blank canvas if you wanted to go drag racing uh you could get anything for that car um and and i i think they really ignited performance the idea of performance again but much more efficient because it was light and it, it was super light and super fast for its day was um, uh maverick on a pinto body or a maverick Falcon? no maverick was was that was the replacement for the falcon so okay it was the same chassis as as the mustang still um so yeah basically uh, uh the the next generation falcon we underneath. never talk about falcons by the way i had a an a producer in the 80s and her old man lived in Arizona and he his whole thing was he redid Falcons. Yeah. Yeah, Falcons are, are, are Falcons and Comets, which was the Mercury version of that car. They're very much appreciated. And and because they're so aligned with the Mustang, they look a little bit more dowdy and and older than than the Mustangs do, but they were they were terrific cars and you could get them anywhere from the, ver the the lowest economy car all the way up to something with with some serious performance um yeah they were they were great cars and and again you know the, the, that was that was a Lee Iacocca influence at that time that was better design more sort of sporty design uh which was a you know the, the, it was it was interesting to see how different the Ford products were from the GM products at that time they were wildly different. Uh, they had a whole different feel to them than the than the Chevy products did. Sixty five Falcon almost looks like a stubby. It's a Galaxy. Uh, Galaxy five hundred. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it was. Almost the way like a BMW three series looks like a small or used to look like a small seven series. It's it's the same thing. It looks like it's been in the dryer. Yeah. I was watching something on TV and saw a Ford LTD. Yep. And I couldn't, we never have, I've said, I have to talk about the LTD. Talk like, about the Like LTD. a brown LTD yeah. is like, that's the, that's the, the cop car to me. Uh, my friend, Davey Johnson, who just passed away, uh, he was, he, he founded this thing on Facebook called the Brown Car Appreciation Society. And it was based around the car that Michael Douglas drove in streets of San Francisco, which was a brown four-door LTD. You know, it's just a, just a really... <laughs> you know, basic shoebox car. Watch Shaft, by the way. And oh, really? Of course, you see all these. It's a brown movie. Yeah, with brown, a lot brown of brown New cars. York. Yeah, brown cars. Yep, brown film stock, brown paneling. Kojak and, drove a brown, uh, a brown Buick. Is let's finish up with just 
couple minutes on Lee. Sorry, Lee, only two more minutes, but uh, the the bio on Lee. I yeah, just an amazingly successful guy and, and uh, went through serious ups and downs. And he was also the guy that um, Ronald Reagan charged with uh, generating funds for the uh, Statue of Liberty when that was restored in the in the early 80s. Uh, Lee Iacocca was the driving force behind that and generated tons of funds for that. And uh, I don't know, you, you remember that huge celebration they had around the reopening of, uh, I mean, remember, I, I, I just for years it had scaffolding all, all over it as it went through that restoration. And Lee Iacocca was the guy who generated all the money for that. Let's take a break. I just had this thought. I'm looking at these Falcons and saying I'm, I want one, but I also want a Malibu. If you could, folks, if you could, if you had a, 80 grand and could get any car from the past, what would it be? 80 grand. That's a wow. lot. Oh, you can come up with a better number. All right. What is it? What's it? It is what? 20 grand. 20 grand? 20 grand. I, mean, I want could, you to. But yes. I don't. Could I get? Sure, you can. Anything you can get, I want? Yes. That's what I'm saying to you. 20 grand. Almost anything you want. What would be excluded? Oh, high end, you know, like so, LS6 Chevelles and that kind of stuff. But. So I could get a Mustang Fastback. Yes. British Racing Green grand. or Bright Red. 20, 20 grand. grand. 20, 20 grand. 25. Let's say 25. Let's nice, say 25. nice, decent number. You get a Malibu. Yep. You could get. And I'll prove it. You'll prove it? Yes. I, I believe you. Okay. You don't even have to prove it. Okay. <laughs> Any surprises in the in the walks? It was further uh, than you thought? Easier than you thought? The 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 the, the eight-mile walk from, from uh, Park Street to Davis Square was surprising that it, it happened as fast as it did. It's amazing. You can get anywhere you want. We could have walked all the way to Newton. I know. It's amazing. We went from Park Street down what? uh, Marlboro? Yeah. To Mass Ave Bridge. Yep. To Central Square. Yep. To Harvard Square. To Davis Square. Yep. We did not go to Union Square. No, we did not. Did we go to Davis? No, we did not. And then we had some food. We had food in a place. Ethiopian place. Was it? Is that Ethiopian? what it was? I no, don't know, but I didn't something. like it. No, that's right. I ordered, hot. I ordered soda water. Yeah. With lime, and they gave me limeade. Limeade, <laughs> and they wanted me to pay. <laughs> they go, oh, sorry, we make it special. I don't, I don't care. I didn't ask Dude. for it. I didn't ask uh, for it, and then it was going to be a big thing. And, and then I ate I your just, dinner. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't know what was what. And you ate mine. Until I, I ate, ate it. And, and it was delicious, <laughs> by the way. It was fantastic. So, and the new rule, all right? And this is, I hope you're all right with this rule. Okay. No sitting sitting down. Dinners. Okay, that's fine with me. Like yep. um, falafel, something to go. Yep, yep. I, after all that moving, I just don't like sitting. I, I'm with you. And it gets, you eat too much. Yep. It's too expensive. Yep. It's bang, bang. Go, walk. I, that's fine with me. Okay. Let's talk to Marcus in New York about cars. Hello, Marcus. Hello hey. Hey, Marcus. Yeah, how you doing? How good, you doing? Good. I have a I have a question about two car uh, uh, cars here uh, about uh, influenced by four here maybe. Um, uh, I saw a picture um, years ago, and um, it was an actress. Uh, uh, Barbara Eden was driving a car, looked like a Simca, and it looked like it, it was a uh, yeah, Simca's a French car. Yeah, and it looked like it was a version of this Ford Thunderbird at the fifty seven. Mm hmm. Um, what model was that? I never. I, I saw all. Yeah. Um, you know what? You. I, I'm gonna. Ha- I because I saw one of those, and and I know exactly what it was, and it's gonna take me a minute to remember what it was. I saw one for sale down at the uh, down at the Hershey 
um, swap meet, um, you know, big, big automotive, vintage automotive swap meet they have in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Um, and I can't remember, uh, I can't remember what it was, but yes, it looked like a scaled down, uh, uh, Thunderbird and it was mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous. And you could tell exactly, yeah. you know, you, you could tell exactly what they were looking at when they built it. I don't think it was a Simca and I want to say it was German. Uh, it mm-hmm. may have been a DKW or something like that, but yeah, mm-hmm. very cool car. Um, I, do, I would have to look up the photo with Barbara Eden. I'm going to try to check that out, too. Let's see if I can find that yeah, for the mo- you. Yeah, the movie was, uh, I think it was 12 Hours to Kill. Oh, okay. Yeah, 12 Hours to Kill, 1960. Okay. 1960, yeah. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I have another question. Um, sure. The 76 Mercury uh, Capri, the yes. European one. Yes. They had a high performance one. I remember I was a kid. I saw that. I said... That was a beautiful car, but they only been around for a short time. They were they were around for a very short time. They were very popular in Europe, although uh, the mm-hmm. Escort, which was the the same car uh, in a four door mm-hmm. format, was the more popular version, just because you know four doors were more popular there. But the Capri that came here, the first one, was absolutely, I thought, one of the most stunningly beautiful cars available at the time. And then the Capri 2 came after that, and it was a little bigger and a little fatter. It had a little bit more performance because it had a V6 in it, but um, the the original Capri had a four-cylinder. But uh, I absolutely agree. I I, abs- I thought that car was fantastic um, and, and gets no press here. People barely re- remember we even sold it. Um, and it's a shame because it's it's such a pretty car. The 1986 looks... Like a, has the Fox body? No, the the Capri. That's the later one. Yeah. Okay. So they, so they did. They sold Mercury. Sold it as a as a. Uh, uh, it was basically a version of the Fox body Mustang. But this is 1976. Okay. Uh, when the original yeah. one came in, and uh, and it, you know, it, in its way, it was Mustang like because it had a long right. long hood, short deck. Uh, it had it had uh, uh, vents along the side, kind of the way the Mustang did. Um, it was, it was, the proportions were there, but it was its own thing. And it really felt like a European performance car. Uh, I really enjoyed that car. I thought it was great. I have one more question quick. Sure. Uh, why was the, why was the Opal G, uh, GT pulled so quick? I remember those two. It was like a miniature Corvette. Yeah. Again, you know, that was a, that was a, uh, a, a, a GM Europe. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Opal was a, a European division of General Motors had a whole range of cars there that we never got, like uh, the Senator and the Diplomat and all of these things that, you know, like great, great kind of executive yeah. cars. And then they also built the um, the two cars that we got here were the GT and the Manta. And uh, they also had versions of that Manta that were, um, that were the, it was the 1900, which was a small two-door wagon or a two-door sedan uh that you could buy here which i thought was a great looking car too but the the Mm -hmm. opal gt was a um 
it was a very, it almost looked like a Corvette. You could see where the design influence was, but very small uh, and a really nice, and they sold a lot of them here, but they sold them through Buick dealers. Like it was like the last place that somebody who ever wanted a performance car was going to go. Uh, so the marketing was weird. They were sold as Opal by Buick here. And they just they just never took off um, as well as they should have. And the Manta, frankly, was a better car. It was that car was every bit as good as a BMW 2002 was, and uh, it was it was fun to drive. It had a better front suspension than the than the GT did. Um, it was it had a four wheel independent suspension. It was a really advanced car for its time, and they drive just fantastically. They. Uh, they had a five-speed manual when the when the uh, the 2002 had a four-speed. Um, they had disc brakes all around. They were a really nice car, and and uh, th unfortunately, just never got any got any got any attention here. Hey, Marcus, I got to wrap you up. Yeah, you got three questions in there, so that's cool. Thank Thanks, you. Marcus. Good questions. Good yeah. Stuff. So so the headlights on the Opel GT, you'd pull the switch, and the lights would come on, but they had they had covered headlamps, which is a 1960s and 70s thing. Uh, they don't have those anymore, but they were hidden hideaway headlights. And unlike any other car, uh, they were not electrically operated. They were not hydraulically operated. They had a big giant lever on the dash, and you'd slide that lever, and the headlights would kind of roll over. Uh, and it was totally manual. So some big rod that went yeah, to them. Like exactly. A, some some pulleys, linkage. Some yep. linkage. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yep. We have John and Stoughton. John, let's go right to John so he doesn't doesn't have to wait on, on hold here. Hi, John. Hello. How are you? We are well. Say hi to Craig. Excellent. Hi, Craig. Hi, I John. I have a question about a car from the 80s. I'd like some information on it. Sure. I saw one the other day. It's called the Fiero. Yes. Yeah. So Short-lived car. It, well, so, yeah. Let's see. Uh, 1984? No. 83? Three to eighty-nine, something like that. Yeah, not a long time, not a long production, but in typical GM fashion, it got better every single year until they perfected it, and then they killed it off. Uh, so oh. it, it was it was a uh, in its in its original format, it was a four-cylinder powered, uh, underpowered little sports car, kind of like a predecessor almost to the to the Miata. Um, you know, two seater, the original cars had a, the, the concept was great. The engine was an iron Duke four cylinder, which was, was, was like a ditch pump. It was a terrible, not, not a bad engine, but not a sports car engine by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, and then what happened was every, every successive year they got better and better and, and they ended up with a, with a, you know, a, 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 a really decent engine in them. And they were much better looking. They got they got a little bit more flair, and and uh, they they were a really nice looking car by the time they killed it off. And you know, very kind of futuristic looking, but um, and and kind of prized by collectors now uh, because they they did build a lot of them, and a lot of them got ruined. Um, but you know, a really nice clean one today is worth a bit of money. Wow, because you don't see them very often. Definitely not. Definitely not. I mean, they're kind of gone from the face of the earth at this point. Do you, are you looking at one? Are you thinking about one? Did you have one? Why the Fiero? 
No, I, I just saw one the other day, and I remember it. It was it was very popular, and when I was young in the eighties, a lot it was very popular among young people in the eighties. A lot of them had them. It was a car that they, they could afford. Yeah, yeah. The the car. original, uh, you know, with that with that Iron Duke engine, and it was was a very affordable car, and it was you know the, you couldn't. You, you, as exactly right, you know, as a young person, you couldn't touch anything from, uh, you know, anybody else. But uh, you know, for a sports car, it was it was pretty affordable. In fact, when you look back at it, it was very popular among muscle heads at the gym. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, right. If they could squeeze into it, it that was the problem with the thing is that, you know you couldn't be any any taller than about five ten. To get inside the thing because it was it was pretty pretty tight inside, um, uh, yeah. but yeah, you know the idea was it was it was almost you remember the Fiat X one nine, it was very no. the, Fiat, oh, the Fiat yes 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 Fiat X one nine was a, almost almost the identical car right so it was rear engine, um, uh, a transaxle in the back at target top, and uh, you know really small proportions and that's exactly what Fiat had and. You know, Pontiac just came along and said, "Yeah, we. I think we can do that too." And, and they built yeah. their own, and it was much cheaper than anything that you could buy from the Italians at that point, and much yeah, more reliable, frankly. Uh, you know, oh, it was really? a wow. it was a much better car. Uh, but it, again, wow. it, it just took a little while for it to kind of find its feet, and by that point, it was like, "Yeah, we're just going to stop building it." <laughs> Thanks, John. Speaking of cars, I just happened to, for some reason, remember. I guess it, we were thinking of the Fiero, and I, I moved on to the Ford Probe, and I remember yep. always thinking that it was a god awful car. Bad name, good car. Bad I name, liked, good car. I like that car, it, and and they were um, advanced for their day, but it just didn't seem like a good name for an automobile. No, nothing about Probe. It's in, it, you know, it's not a moon lander probing <laughs> right. the moon landing. Is right. you know, it's it's a medical procedure. It's a medical procedure. <laughs> The the probe, <laughs> right, right. That's what they do, do they when fire the aliens somebody for that name. When the aliens yeah. come and take you from uh, you know a field in Exeter. I knew a guy That's, who had a probe. Yeah, probe. All right, let's go to Scott and Quincy. Scott, you're on WBZ. Hi. Hey, hey great show. You know, I just had to uh, chime in because all the cars you're talking about tonight, I owned. Oh, really? I had the, I had the Opel GT. How did you uh, like that car? I loved it. Yep. It was a girl magnet, right? It was a girl magnet. Absolutely. Yes. It, was, it was like so awesome. And because uh, back in the day, you could buy the one advertiser every week and you would see these cars in not running condition. And you could buy a car for $25, $50, $100. Yep. Tow it home behind your other car with a rope and work <laughs> on it in your driveway. And I mean, I had the X19. I had the Fiat 850. Oh, I had yeah. uh, I had a 64 Falcon, a 64 Mustang, 65 Mustang, 73 Chevelle. I mean, the list is just like incredibly long. 73 Chevelle was one of my. I I know people for a long time were not crazy about that car. I thought the Colonnade cars from GM, the A body cars from GM at that time, were fantastic. Every one of them was good looking. Uh, my wife had a, a '73 Cutlass for a while, and I, I just loved that car. And I always I, the the Chevelle to me was always just a great looking machine. Why did people not like it? 
It was it 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 came well. They, I I mean I say they didn't like it, but they sold a bazillion of them. But when you know, like in the '90s and 2000s, when people were really focused on muscle cars, they dismissed those cars in favor of the '68 to '72 A bodies. Uh, when That's I thought right. that the '73, you know, they they got a bad rap because they got heavier. And the the horsepower ratings went down, but they were still. You could buy that car with a 454 and a four speed. Um, they were, I thought, really handsome, really nice cars. Did you have a 350? Yeah, I had a 350. It was like candy apple, metallic maroon. They had a Craig is on it, and you know cherry bombs. Yep. We got a bad connection. I had to let you go. I was too bad. I was going to ask him what he would if he could take 25 grand right now and buy a car. What he would get, and, and I forgot. Yeah, to ask he had a him. lot what of stuff. You, what would you choose? Twenty-five. You know, given twenty-five grand, I may go out and find that Cutlass. I may go out and find that seventy-three. Is Cutlass it just because again. it's at the top of your head now? It is now, yeah. Because I mean, there's a million cars. The, the, all the things that he was just talking about, the Fiat eight fifty. Nobody knows about that car here. That was a weird, like really strange little car, and uh, you know, rear engine, tiny, tiny little thing. It made the X one nine look huge, and uh, I they were. So handsome. If you could, yeah. would, in your choice, would you get one of the mainstream ones that are in high demand, like Mustang, da da da? No. Or would you get one of the off ones like Corvair? Yeah. Like you have. Would you go out and buy like a super done, I totally always cherry Corvair? I always go with outside the mainstream. Yeah. And I'll tell you why, because you get more cars. Bigger bang for the buck. You get you get a huge bang for the buck. Twice. So yeah, yeah. So when I when I had a I had that sixty eight Riviera. Yes. Right? Everybody else nobody else wanted that car. Everybody else wanted intermediate sized cars from GM. I bought that car for nine hundred dollars. And I probably put you know, I put four or five grand into it. But I mean, I couldn't sell that car for seven grand. Yeah, and it was—it's still out running around now. It's a great Is car it for the money. Uh, it's in uh, Upton, I think. Um, it's a great car for the money. Those '68 Rivieras, there, nobody knows about them, and it's like a magnet when you pull into the gas station with that thing. Everybody wants to talk to you about it. Would a Galaxy 500 be mainstream or not? It sort of rides the line. Anything full size like that generally sells for less money than than you know like a pony car would. How do you feel about Pontiac Tempest? I love the Tempest, uh, but big <laughs> money now. Yeah, really? yeah. I mean, it, the Tempest, Le Mans, and GTO, like that's like gold plated muscle cars. So what are you going to get the biggest bang for the buck on these days? Full size, either Ford, GM. Chrysler to a degree, um, yeah. I guess you know you. you like can, what? Biggest bang for the buck? Full size? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For example, uh, the the um, Plymouth Belvedere, for example, versus something like a, a a Barracuda, you can get twice the car literally out of the out of the Belvedere that you can with a Barracuda. Although, if you want if you want a small car, the 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 uh, sixty four to 66 Barracuda and then the 67 to 69 Barracuda, which is the sort of next generation of that, are much cheaper than a, than a Camaro would be. How much you figure, well, what do you think the, the demand is for the Opel GT? Uh, it's, it's like zero eh, or huge? It's, it's probably a two on a scale of 10 because not that many people remember it. It's not top of mind. Nobody goes looking for right. one. So you can get one 
the problem with opals is that they're hard to come by. Oh. Where barracudas, you can find one in any town. What about MGs? I liked an MG. Too little you kind gotta, of a toy? No, I like them. I mean, if you, you know, but you gotta, you gotta have a guy to, to straighten that car out. Anything gotta, British? Yeah. Yeah. Same with the TR6? Yep. Yep. And if you've got a guy, they're wonderful cars. But, but got a guy is really code for got a lot of money too. Yeah. To give to the you guy. Got some money. Yeah, right. And and again, you know, MGs aren't necessarily cheap. Uh triumphs aren't necessarily yeah. cheap. Where you know, the the so I'll give you a good example. A friend of mine just bought a Barracuda. I went and looked at it a, a, a month or so, a couple of months ago. He bought it from a guy here in in Brockton and that car was uh 14 grand. And it was nice, like real nice. How about a Maverick? Big bang for the buck. Maverick, Maverick? is huge bang for the buck. Okay. Sure, nobody I, cares so about a Maverick. Why, that's why. That's why I like those cars outside the mainstream because they get you get a lot of car for for the money. Where's Falcon now? Mainstream it's kind of in not. there. It's kind of in there. You know, like people know what they are, but they're not. But they're they're you know, nobody's googling grand, Falcon. Fifteen grand will buy you a real nice one. So, folks, you got twenty five grand if you did have twenty five grand. Which one of these muscle cars would you get? 617-254-1030. And I promise, Craig's going to share the exotic cars that he has driven within the last month. It's WBZ. We heard you on the radio. That's right. Now, say my name. All night till day with Bradley J. Bradley J. J Talking. WBZ News Radio 1030. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Turn on your radio. You've got me listening to this. Turn it on. Bradley J. Oh, you're a smooth talker. You are. You are. This is a Bradley J. on BZ Jay talking. You talk the talk. Do you walk the walk? WBZ News Radio 1030. WBZ. We just got Bill in Ontario on hold, so he's only been there one minute. So I'm going to take time out now. Okay. Have you share one yep. of the two cars that you were able to drive this month? Now, how do you? How first are you able to do this? Car companies allow you to do it for some reason. Yeah, so uh, they are interested in having me come on to this show, and and uh, you know, in my day job as as editor at, at Best Ride to write about them and uh, to get the word out about what these things are. So the the one that I drove for three days was I drove a Rolls Royce uh, Cullinan which is the new SUV, full-size SUV, uh, kind of the size of like a Chevy, uh, GMC Yukon. How do you spell that? C-U-L-L-I-N-A-N. So it What's was- that, Why that name? What's that from? I, I honestly have no idea. Huh. Okay, go ahead. So it's a full-size SUV, ultra-luxury vehicle. Uh, it had like a refrigerator in the back seat with my my kids thought the champagne flutes in the in the back seat were the greatest thing they'd ever seen. Uh, it's four hundred fifty thousand dollars, and uh, not a car for everybody. 
right? But it was a, I mean, it represented the most luxurious SUV you could you could purchase at the at the moment. So, what's as you go through it, the interior, what what makes it cost all that money, and is it worth it? I don't. I shouldn't say is it worth it. Yeah, I have on who no you idea. Are. But is there? I would say I would ask if the appointments and the the parts and the fit and finish if if it really adds up to that money or is it just the name? Well, you know, it's part of it's the name. Obviously, driving around in a Rolls Royce is one thing, but um, the the I guess the the quality of the workmanship inside and knowing that human beings actually put that car together. I mean, there's robots that kind of you know build the bigger parts of this thing, put engines in and stuff like that, but it's a hand-built car inside. I mean, it's like hand-selected hides and thick carpet like you've never seen before. Like, you don't want to wear shoes when you're driving around in this thing because it's Some like... Some of them have wood grain dash. Is that oh, actual it's wood? wood? It, oh, it is like book-matched wood. It's it's phenomenal. I mean, just it's a it's an incredible experience driving the thing. The one thing I'll engine, say, the, the interesting thing I'll say about it is that there were some features in it that are in standard automobiles or lesser cars that didn't appear in this car. So, for example, it had heated seats, but the seats were not cooled. And you can buy a car that's four hundred thousand dollars less that has cooled <laughs> that has cooled seats in it yeah. you know so it was like this like it it was on the one hand was incredibly luxurious but then there were features that i that i was kind of surprised not to see i guess um it it didn't have the um like the advanced safety technology like um uh advanced cruise control adaptive cruise control that would follow the car in front of you uh, which would just seemed odd that it didn't have that. You Do know? some of them have weird color options inside? Oh, I'm, you can I'm, buy. I'm looking at one that has purple and teal interior. Any color, any they will they will make it any color you want. They don't. They, there is an infinite color palette. So if you've got the 450k to buy this thing, they will build a car for you. It's not like buying anything else. It's not like you go to a showroom and you pick the one that's you know the the one that's on the end of the lot with the flag on it and the purple inflatable gorilla behind it. You know, buying a Rolls-Royce is a whole different experience. It's you, not you take, buying off the rack. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a six, you know, it's a six-month process figure, you know. Were by you the thrilled time to you, drive the thing? Did you think, wow, I wish I had $450,000? Or did you think, it's okay, but there are other cars I'd rather have? Well, so uh, the, the thing that I, I explained to everybody that got in this car was the, the, the driving experience is not the point. The, the riding experience is the point. So the, the the guy in the back seat really is the person who's getting the most out of it. So it's odd to be an auto automotive reviewer and 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 not spend the time in the back seat where the real experience is because you've got picnic tables and footrests and massage. So it's meant to have a guy drive you around? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's also meant for somebody to drive around. Okay. And it was a real experience to drive it, uh, but I, I really, and, and, you know, the, the, it's just incredible, like presence and like the way the doors close feels unlike. It doesn't feel like a Bentley. I mean, I've driven a Bentley before. A Bentley's essentially a fancy Audi. This is a real experience to drive this thing. It was, it was pretty awesome. 
And it's, as far as its performance, it has a giant engine, but is it giant super heavy? 12-cylinder engine. 6.7 is, liters. Yep, it is super heavy. They don't tell you how much horsepower it, it makes. Uh, you know, they, they just... They, don't they care. say it's adequate, you know, basically. It's not about that. Yeah, it's not. It, it but but it and it's incredibly heavy, but it goes down the road like you wouldn't believe. Okay. Scenario. Somebody's going to give you one of these two for free and you cannot sell them, so it's not about the right. the value. It's just about what you can have to use for 3 years. Yes. Jeep Trackhawk or that? Me, I would choose the track. Home. You would? Okay. Yeah. Just yeah. It's more fun. Because I feel like after four months, you're going to kind of get bored with this thing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, I also don't have a, I, I don't have a plane. I don't know what that's like. I don't know what it's like to live in, in you know, like uh, incredible luxury on a daily basis. I, I feel like you're going to get in it. It's going to have... I had Donald's wrappers on the floor, and it's going to be a car after a while. I guess I just I, I had I had just as much fun in a in an eighty thousand dollar track hawk as I had in that four hundred fifty thousand dollar car. Now we're going to turn to Bill in Ontario, who I think does redoes cars for a living. How you doing, Bill? Hey, Bill. Hey, uh, Bradley and uh, Craig. Uh, first time I get to talk to you. Always enjoy your time on the radio. And uh, quick Rolls Royce story here. Uh, in Toronto, we had a musician, Ronnie Hawkins, and the Hawk. The Hawk. Robbie Robertson used to play with him. Yeah, absolutely. And he, went into the, <laughs> he went into the Rolls-Royce dealership years ago, and, uh, of course, he had jeans on, and they wouldn't wait on him. <laughs> 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 so, so next week he came back with a suit and tie and bought a Rolls from them. I think they fired the salesman, but that's uh, who knows what happened. That's great. But uh, and enjoy the fact that you, you have a Corvair, and uh, I used to work for Yenko back in the 60s. Oh, you're kidding. Himself, but for a guy named Dino Milani, who was actually like the number four guy in Chicago uh, racing Yenkos, and really enjoyed him. And then later on, I bought a Corsa convertible with the 140 engine and uh, put the uh, – limited slip in it and drove it for I probably had it 10 years and really enjoyed the late model Corvair. I think they're what, just what one, such a handsome little car. They're a lot of fun to drive and I think Ralph Nader gave them a bad review and he could have written the same thing about Volkswagens. Well, you know that women maybe couldn't couldn't drive them, but in, in later in court, I think he lost, didn't need a GM ten well, years later. I yeah, think. so so what you know the deal was he was talking, you know, and, and he was right. I mean, he was absolutely right when that car first came out in 1959 as a 1960 model year. It was missing some things that made it handle better. Right. So so, you know, but but it had all been fixed by 1961. So, you know, in his book, didn't come out until 1964, almost into 65. So, you know, by the time his book came out, the Corvair was a different car had a completely different suspension under it. It was it was a completely different automobile. And the, and the frankly, the biggest problem with the Corvair was the owner, because you know, people would people would buy those cars, and they'd you know put thirty five pounds of air in the front tires, and the the car would not turn. <laughs> you know, you had to be conscious of how much air was in the front tires. It's be, you know because there was you know, no weight over it. Twenty four. Yeah. They had to run twenty four pounds. Right? Yeah, in order to steer, the, especially with bias ply tires. You know. Before you go, yeah, Bill, uh, we have to go. But I am asking you if you did not have any cars. 
and somebody gave you 25 grand said, you may buy one of the cool cars from you know, the muscle cars or, or sports or whatever you want from the past, classic, what would you get? Well, I'm, I used to have money years ago. I don't have any more. Yes, but I still have a 67 MGB. Which that's is not, the, that's not my car. question. You have, you've got nothing. <laughs> what, would you t what would you go get? Well, I think uh, for 25000 you could buy a nice MGB. You could probably buy one and a half. <laughs> so that's what, is that that's the answer uh, that you're giving? You would buy one of those? If you're, if you're talking about a, an, an older car or a, yeah. a new car. Yeah. Yeah, an older car. I, I think the MGB is still a very practical, Answer. enjoyable car. MGB it is. Thank you very much. We do have to break now. We'll get to Lee. Lee, you're up next. And at 617-254-1030. Let me tell you, Bill in Ontario is an interesting guy with an interesting story. And he continues to be interesting. It's WBZ. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.